Hey, babe. What's up? When do you feel like I'm at my ugliest? <laughs> oh, I hope this isn't a trick question. Definitely when you shave off your beard. Oh, got to thank my brothers at Mad Viking Beard Company. <laughs> they have helped restore my beard to its greatness. It is softer than ever, growing faster than ever. And all this is possible from them using all natural ingredients. Welcome to the Horde and Beard On. Another week has come to a close and we're here with Spouse Holes, Eric and Kiara. Welcome to the new episode. How you doing? Doing pretty good. Yourself? Good. How's the diet going? Oh, it's been very difficult. Yeah. So what have you been doing to keep yourself motivated? Uh, just thinking about the end goal of 101 days and try to push past it from there. That's awesome. Should we just get into our holes? Sounds good. Do you want to lead us on this one? All right. So I have a hole. Um, it's a group of people, actually. So my hole happened in South Africa, and it's at this national park where there were some poachers who were trying to kill some rhinos. It looks like in the process of them going in and breaking in, one of the guys actually got killed by an elephant. And the guys decided to take the body over to the edge of a road where people could see him. And then they called their family to let them know what happened. But it looks like nobody went out to see this guy who was left on the side of the road. A bunch of lions, I guess, just got to him and just ate him. And they left a skull and a couple of pants that they were able to show that it was the guy who was poaching the rhinos. Can you imagine if they hadn't told their family and the family was completely oblivious and all of a sudden they just see their dad's head on the side of the road if the lions could write or what were they poaching the elephant um they were poaching rhinos Rhinos? the elephant killed them think about if a rhino could then write like on a dry erase board and said ha ha this guy was a poacher (laughs) and deserved this because he shouldn't have been poaching and that's how the family found him. Yeah, that would be horrible. I mean, I'm going to have to say that the holes are the poachers and karma does come around. But yeah, I mean, if if the animals could talk, that would suck for the family. But I mean, it's not pleasant for them anyways, not being able to have their dad's remains for the casket or anything. Yeah, it's that's really crazy. But definitely karma is a real aspect of life. That's true. All right, let's hear your hole. So my my hole kind of takes us back. If you remember when we were first, I think, dating, we went to the circus. Do you remember going to the circus? Yeah. And a lot of times at the circus, there's trapeze artists. Do you remember what those are? Yeah. People that swing up high above and do flips and right, right. do all the kind of crazy catches. And sometimes they even are like above you, but then like the net is underneath you. Mm-hmm. Well, my hole of this week is a trapeze artist was doing one of his stunts above a crowd. And as he was flipping through the air, he had a diarrhea explosion. Oh, my gosh. And shit on 23 of the audience members (laughs) in the middle of his routine. That's awesome. That's disgusting. So they got a little bit of a surprise with their circus experience. So is that why you're not a performer? Yeah, I definitely, well, for a matter of reasons, I don't think anyone could hold me up as they go to catch me, and I would also fear for the people beneath me. Oh, my In gosh. more than one way. Yeah, that's 
that's crazy. I don't think, I think if I knew that I was struggling with my stomach issues, I would definitely say I can't do it today. Yeah, some of it is just like they're being pushed from the circus director and it's like, go out there, you're fired. And he's like, okay, then I'm going <laughs> to... <laughs> <laughs> can't squeeze my cheeks, I guess. No, there's... Yeah. Oh, that would be... Could you imagine just getting it right in the face? Oh, oh my gosh. Can you imagine getting your food or you go in for yeah, a bite? Yeah, you buy that oh. $11 hot dog at the circus oh, just to get suck. some extra chili. So I did hear about one trapeze family who the girl was on top like they did like a pyramid thing and they were on a rope and the daughter whoever she was was at the very top and there was a group of people beneath her on the wire and they biffed it and she fell and broke every bone in her body and she's they still love doing it and a lot of them got injured but they're back doing it and they said that they wouldn't they would continue doing what they love to do, but so I don't think I could. What does she do? In that? She's in a wheelchair. She's in a wheelchair, She's so they just like hold the sign or something? Probably. I don't know. She does. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't think she'd be able to ever do it ever again, but that's just what it reminded me of when so you saw that. A lot of times they just got to dedicate their bodies to their sport. And well, I guess that's kind of like where this. it's like, do you? how much do you love what you do? Because some people would be like, yeah, it's not worth it. Yeah, that's where you, I guess, the draw of the line of being a true professional versus a amateur. Right. Today my side hurts, so I'm not going out there. <laughs> this guy, his side hurt and exploded all over the audience. Yeah. <laughs> that's gross. Do you want to go into plugs or? Yeah, we go into some plugs. Yeah, I got uh, my plug is a 13 year old boy. He has a single mom. He wanted to take care of her and so he did a bunch of yard work for his neighbors and bought her a car because she didn't have a vehicle to get around and so he did all this stuff saved all of his money and then went out and bought his mom a car and said hey mom i bought you a car and his mom didn't believe him she came outside and he was there with the car and told him told her a little his little story and it was quite touching that's awesome he's 13 yeah i think 13 years old well, I guess under 16. <laughs> Good for him. I think it'd be hard for a lot of teenagers to fork up that money for somebody else. Well, and like I was thinking back when I was 13 and if I was earning money to actually turn around and spend it on my parents who weren't giving me money, I guess. My parents were pretty generous, so I can't say that. But to not get money from your parents and then spend your money on your parents that's pretty impressive when you're 13 thinking about candy and pokemon cards you know it's kind (laughs) of that was a different era too because now it's more of what it's a Fortnite or whatever people are playing now getting some skins on Fortnite. Jeez. all right you want to hear mine let's hear it okay so mine's brad paisley do you know who brad paisley is is he one of those country dudes yeah he's a country singer so just for our listeners real quick I love country. Like country is like my go-to music and Eric doesn't really care much for it, but Eric doesn't have good music taste anyways. But anyway, so Brad Paisley, he is opening up a free grocery store for the hungry in Nashville. And he actually just broke ground on it today or this week, I guess I shouldn't say today, but this week he broke ground on it and he's naming it the store 
And to listen to them, ta- him and his wife talk about why they're opening it up and how, you know, there's people who are hungry and how kids are hungry and that their parents shouldn't have to fight for those meals or, you know, struggle about where that next meal is coming from. So they're opening up the store for them so that way they can go and make sure that their kids have food and not worry about that next meal. So everything's nonprofit and all the cashiers and everyone are actually volunteer people. So that's my whole, I mean, I'm sorry, my plug. (laughs) That's my plug. So how do they judge who is actually in need and who's not in need? Did you see anything about that? No, I didn't see the details. I just saw like the interview of them breaking ground and them just explaining that, that stressful, not knowing where that food's coming from and not being able to go to the store and how he wanted the experience of the parent and the like children going to the store as a normal experience, not as a, like this is a help kind of store because we're struggling because they're trying to eliminate the kids having to have that kind of stress on them because they shouldn't have that stress or their kids, they shouldn't be worrying about the next meal. So their interview was mostly on that, not so much like the details behind. So it sounds like, I mean, it sounds amazing if they can work out the details, but sometimes I feel that there'll be people who are too proud to use the service that probably actually need the service. Right. And then there's going to be people out there who are abusing it and (laughs) just taking advantage of a great thing. And it's just going to be interesting to see the stories that follow this. Right. Yeah. And I don't know how like needed it is in Nashville because we don't live in Nashville, but in Tennessee, I have some experience in Tennessee and it's, I mean, pretty similar, to be honest. It's, there's all aspects. You'll see rich, you'll see poor, you'll see very poor, you'll see. Well, like, and not to be rude and hopefully, I don't know if I should say this or not, but when I think Tennessee, I do think more of like. The twang? Yeah. I don't know. And I I shouldn't because I know that there are people there who are not, nothing like that. But, so I just was curious to see if there was significant. There's definitely a need for it. I could see a need for it. Yeah. But that's cool. So he was my plug. So yeah, him no, and definitely. His wife. Well, maybe we need to keep tabs on that one and see how it goes and what people think of it. And it could be a cool follow-up story to follow up on. Yeah, we'll definitely have to look into that one. I was thinking of another idea for the podcast that I thought would be kind of cool is we uh, look into just weird little gadgets or weird beauty items maybe for you. And we'll just pick one a month and we'll use that uh, that product and then let people know if it's worth buying or not worth buying i know one thing we were looking into is that charcoal toothpaste that'll whiten your teeth or whatever so maybe what we do is we buy it put it on the website somewhere and then after using it for like a month or something tell the tell the people how the product worked for us in the month we used it yeah that's a good idea we could do that kind of be something fun like that so we might need some suggestions from the people out there listening of products that you want us to give a whirl for a month and give you our feedback. Yeah. You guys can contact us on our website or Instagram and Facebook. We do also have a Twitter. So you guys can contact us with any suggestions or anything that you guys were looking at, maybe wanting to try out, but didn't want to spend the money. We could see about trying it for a month and give you the results of what we found on the, on the research for that. There's also a direct link on our website at spouseholes.com. Right. All right. So speaking of products, 
we are kind of different on how we decide on picking a product. Does that make sense? It's like, how do you decide on something? For example, this week we were really close to buying a dog. And I love big dogs. And you you don't really care much for them? or so I don't care for them. I just think that how we're set up at our house right now, we don't have much of a backyard. And I don't like shedding animals. And all the cool big dogs shed. Right. And all the ugly, <laughs> poodly looking ones are the ones that are big dogs that don't shed. So it's hard to get a cute big dog that doesn't shed. Right. Or get a cool dog that sheds a little bit or a lot of bit. Right. I guess what is your mentality as far as how you decide whether or not to do like to buy something or to to make a decision right so it kind of depends on the decision at hand like a lot of times if it's i would say under 200 dollars, i would pretty much just do it and then (laughs) if it doesn't work out it doesn't work out and i can tell you a long list of things that just to have (laughs) it worked worked out frisbee golf regular (laughs) golf baseball (laughs) softball yeah i think hydroponic gardening oh my gosh no but i think that you're definitely more of i think people are surprised but i think that you're more of a spender than i am oh definitely and i think a lot of people think the opposite think that i'm the spender and that you're not i know sometimes like people will say like oh does so eric doesn't like what you're buying and i'm like no i'm the one that's like I don't know if I should buy it. Like I always talk myself down pretty quick before I buy anything. Like I have the hardest time buying anything for myself. If it's for the girls, I'm like, I'll just get it. Even then, yeah, though, I remember I when before we even had kids, we we're living in the apartment. I was going to school full time, and you were working full time. So all the money that we actually had in our pockets was coming from your paychecks. And you would text me while I was at school, "Hey, is it okay if I go out to lunch? I know." I brought a lunch, but all the girls are going out and they invited me. And I would be like, of course you can go out and spend your money on a lunch (laughs) for you. Because I was already probably eating with the boys. So Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I think you're just easier with just convincing yourself to buy it. And I'm not like that. I'm the complete opposite. And it also depends on the time frame, too. A lot of times, you know you have to know where you're at financially. And usually when I'm more willing is because we're sitting in a good place versus somewhere where we have to be a little smarter with our money. When we were both working for a spell, we could pretty much do whatever we wanted. And that was pretty fun. Yeah. But I also am one that when I do buy something, I will do a lot of research to make sure I get the one that fits my needs the best of my ability anyway. Right. I think I do more of the pro con list in my head. And then once I do that, I'm like, how big of a pro and how big of a con is it in my head? But see, I, my thing with pro con list is when it's coming from just you and you're making the pro con list, it's subjective. Right. You're not, you're kind of looking on your subconscious will influence a pro con list so that it teeters in the way that you're subconsciously feeling. So I feel like for a pro con list to be beneficial is you have to get multiple people who don't have any stakes in the pro-con list to help you build a pro-con list. And then as a group, you come to a decision at the end, and then whatever the group decides 
that's how it should go because a pro con list that'd for, be horrible i'd be like okay can you pro con me if i should uh buy this toy or not well because <laughs> i literally do it to everything when uh, i'm at the well, store no, this is like bigger decisions is what i mean i mean if it's little things i it has to be money based for me so under 50 bucks not worth my time doing a pro con list more than 50 bucks maybe more than 200 definitely should put some thought into it yeah i just when i'm at the store i'll go and find something like for example like if i'm like oh i want a hair dye i'll go look at the hair dye i'll put it in my bag like in the basket and then i'll start walking and then by the end of whatever i'm getting whatever else i'm like yeah i don't need it and i throw it back on the shelf because i'm i always just talk myself out of it i can't now when you put it back on the shelf do you walk back to where it actually belongs or do you just put it wherever you stand I put it back where it belongs. <laughs> <laughs> I know you don't, and I can't. I can't do that. Like I, I've tried, and I'd walk away, and then I'm like two seconds later, I'm like, no, I can't do it. I have to go put it back exactly where I found it. Well, you have such OCDs in certain aspects that I actually play off of them and enjoy messing with you. Like I remember, I specifically do it when we go to different grocery stores and stuff. Like I'll get a bag of chips in one aisle. And then when we get to the cereal, I'll be like, <laughs> oh, we don't need this. And I'll just put it there. Knowing when I grabbed it, we weren't getting it. It was going in the cereal aisle. Oh, that's messed up. Yeah. <laughs> so that is a spouse whole moment because that is, that's effed up. It drives you insane. <laughs> it does. Like, I literally get anxiety from it. Or when we'll be eating at a restaurant and we have, back when we used to put creamer in our coffees. Uh-huh. And I would use two creamers for my cup of coffee and I wouldn't put them oh my gosh, stacked together. I would just put them on the table and then I'd start moving things around on the table and you have to have it in a certain order, a certain neatness to it. Not necessarily order, it's more neatness. Yeah. Well, it's funny because even with like the dishes, <laughs> when I pull them out of the, the dishwasher, my sister always gives me crap. She's like, I'm not helping you with your dishes because you have a certain way of doing it. There's two stacks and at the very, like in the middle stack, I have to have eight plates on each side. And then on the bottom, I have to have a specific plate on one side and then the rest of them go on another side. And she's like, I'm not going to sit there and count all the plates <laughs> to make sure there's eight up there. I'm like, well, I that's why I do it because... It drives me insane. If I open it and I see there's nine on one side, then I, ugh, like I just get anxiety. But these are great things for me to know. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so for the dog, I felt like at the end, like I would be happy either way, because if I can, if I know that it, that is a possibility that we are getting it, I feel like mentally i'm like i'll figure it out i'll find a way to make it work like that's just kind of how i think so it was really hard for me to decide like should we get the dog or not yeah for me i think that it boiled down to we have to know we're not having any more kids i think that you know we went through the decision making process and we kind of came to the realization we might be done having kids so it might be okay to get a dog right um we got a dog before we decided that while you were pregnant, not able to be at your best, it was difficult for you to maintain one infant while being pregnant with another baby and having a dog running around. So we gave it back to the people we bought it from and they found a great home for her. Yeah, I just wish that they would have been able to hold her until I gave birth, I think. Because looking back at it, she was an amazing dog. And if they could have just held her for us for that time frame. But... 
I wouldn't have been fair to the dog. And that's my thing. It's like, I want to make sure that I can be fair to the animal. And that's my big thing for not having a big dog. Cause a little dog in our backyard, we can tire it out, but a big dog would get bored really fast in our backyard. Yeah. So, but yeah, at the end, I think you had to just kind of decide because I was on the fence. Like I was like, yeah, no, I would be great to have a big dog. And then five minutes later, I was like, I don't know if we actually should. I don't know if we're ready for it. And then an hour later, I'm like, no, I'm on board. Yeah, let's do it. Let's get the big dog. (laughs) And then I say, no, we're not ready for it yet. Yeah. So. So we'll reevaluate it later on, but it'll be interesting to see what we decide. (laughs) Yeah. I think it'd be better when the girls can kind of handle themselves and maneuver a little better, I think. Yeah, um, I don't know how long it'll take for Erica to do that (laughs) since her balance is a little wobbly, but... We'll get there. Yeah, for sure. It all comes down to those decision-making, and we have another decision coming up is whether or not I get my vasectomy on the end of the month or not. Yeah, that's that's a big one because it is a big life decision. Yeah, they sent us the little packet in the mail and it was funny because I called them and I was like, okay, I'll make the appointment and then we'll think about it because we'll actually have to think about it and then we'll make our decision based on the fact that we have to talk about it. And even when I called them and then they were like, oh, we can get you in at the end of the month. I was like, wow, that's fast. I'm (laughs) not sure I'm ready for this. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta prepare mentally for this. Yeah, that's a big decision. And even that, I'm like, I would like another one. But then I'm like, I don't know. I'm kind of happy with where we're at right now. So, I don't know. We'll have to (laughs) do a pros and cons list. We need to get some people from outside of the circle. (laughs) Completely outside of the circle. Random people at Walmart. You know how I love to pull people at Walmart. Yeah, it's true. It's weird. (laughs) You are that, that weird person at Walmart. If I'm trying to get you something and you're not with me and I can't decide between maybe two colors or not, I'll walk up to a stranger Do and say... Do you really? Oh, yeah. Oh, my time. gosh. Hey, I'm buying this for my wife and I don't want to mess up and get beat, so which Shut one up. of these two do you think would There's be no better? evidence. Just kidding. Uh, she's very efficient. Shut up. I don't do that. I didn't know that you did that. There was one time where we did see somebody at Walmart who had like a fake tail pinned to their back and you we're going to go pull that tail and I had to pull you back because I was like, you're not pulling some random person's tail. That's weird. (laughs) First of all, people of Walmart, if you show up in a tail, it's because you want someone to play with the tail. Oh my gosh, that sounds so bad. (laughs) That's horrible. So you don't go to Walmart with your tail out if you don't want to play it with. Oh, that's that's bad. (laughs) Oh my gosh. that's horrible yeah that person was that was random and i mean they weren't like it wasn't like a little seven-year-old it no, was I like never play I think, with a seven-year-old stop it gross i think it was i think they had to have been maybe like 19 20 i would say even older than that maybe you think so like mid-20s yeah. yeah it was it was a little weird but you don't know i'm always like you just don't know they could have some special needs or something and I verified it. It was a normal person that wore a tail. <laughs> I wouldn't let you go near them. You would you would pull it. But yeah, people at Walmart are hilarious. I remember going to the Walmart with my uncle once. 
He was just in his boxers. No, he wasn't. Oh, yeah. Is this that uncle? It's my uncle. Oh, my gosh. And he likes to be three aisles away from you, yelling your name, asking what kind of toilet paper we buy. Wow. He's that person at Walmart. That's hilarious. I would be so embarrassed. I don't think I could be around. Oh, I just try to get on the same level. It's hard when he's in his boxers, but yelled (laughs) back just as loud. Yeah. And we need some diapers. The adult ones for me and you. We're out. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's crazy. I couldn't do that. He makes life fun. It was fun. (laughs) That's good. So at the end, well, last episode, we talked about kids and everything. So how did you come to terms or how did you decide that you were ready? Because I know when we talked about it, you were always like, I don't know, we're not ready. We're not ready. I don't think we're ready. But I think it was just you mentally weren't ready yet because I felt like financially we were you're going to find a way. If you want to do something, you'll always find a way. In my opinion, that's just how I think. So like what what decisioning method did you take to get there? Well, for on, on that one, it was more medical-based. We had to. We had an initial goal of when we were going to try. And that was when I got done with school and we were getting into my career and into a house that we were going to start. And so we were getting close to that deadline I don't remember if you went in for a physical or how we found out that you had endometriosis, but it kind of forced our hand into having kids at a faster pace. But it was never a matter of, do I want kids or do I not want kids? It always came down to, before we got married, kids were going to be in our future. It was just more of a matter of when versus whether or not. not. Hmm. And then, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and then what? I was going to ask about the house. like, But I think on that, we we kind of have different views as far as spending goes. Because I've always grown up with new houses. We've always wanted, like my parents always were buying and building their new house. The next house that we got was always a new build house. But you were not like that at all. And I think when it came to buying the house, it was... It was a perfect timing, perfect budgeting, I guess. Like everything just kind of fell like for us to buy the house. But I think I would have wanted to build and you wouldn't have wanted to. Like if we had a different option. Yeah, I don't know. It's more just a lot of the homes that get put up today are all about speed and getting things just done and up. That's why you'll go into a neighborhood and the next week there's three new houses. Uh, Down the road, you'll see cracks in foundation and you just don't know how that land's going to settle to it. Whereas a house that's been around like 10 years, you know it's seen a Utah winter. It's seen the, the shift in the earth a little bit. It's seen the things that a house needs to be able to withstand. And case in point, there was a construction company about within five miles of our house that every house in that neighborhood has a cracked foundation because they weren't, they were poured too quickly, weren't given enough time to dry and settle. And they built a house on top of it. The earth shifted a little bit and the houses are shit. So it's just little things like that. You just, I like to know the house has been around a little bit to see, see a little bit of life, you know? So we got one that was built in 07. It did pretty, it's pretty new. (laughs) 
Yeah, I just I just like the new build houses. And the new build houses, you don't get any yard, but I guess I can't say much because I still didn't get a yard. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, our yard's pretty pathetic. Our yard's actually big. It's just there's a big mountain in our backyard, so we don't. It would cost a lot of money to have a nice backyard, yeah. but it's there's a lot of space back there. Yeah, it's not usable. Up the hill. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's our episode. We kind of wanted to touch base as far as decision making and our mentalities as far as that goes. Yeah, I think it just boils down to when it comes to a decision for a partnership or a decision for yourself, that's kind of when it changes. And right now we've got some decisions to make within our household and we'll touch base on that with everybody when we make those decisions. <laughs> and uh, Yeah, for people out there listening, make sure you have a good open line of communication with your spouse and Make sure, or with your significant other, doesn't have to be your spouse. Yeah, if you guys have any stories too, because I feel like a lot of the times these decision makings do bring out the assholes in people, and because just you're just so caught on, just that's the way that you think, and that's the way that you've always grown up, and that's your opinion, not you, but like in general, people. And so I think when you have two people who completely have different views, they definitely bash heads. And that's when you get those stories. That's why they say when you remodel in a kitchen, it does bring out, it does test your relationship a little bit. So It wouldn't for us. I wouldn't care. (laughs) Building my damn house. No, just kidding. (laughs) All right. But that's our episode. So if you guys have any stories and want to share, go ahead and send us an email or contact us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and our website. All at Spouseholes. All at Spouseholes. Awesome. Our website is Spouseholes.com. All right. Talk to you guys next week. Later. Bye.